Welcome to Bat Therapy, psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube and social media and find our Patreon at patreon.com slash therapy. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. Yay. I'm excited for this one. Good. Yeah, I'm glad because it's definitely one of my favorite episodes, well, pairs of episodes of Justice League. So I absolutely loved Justice League and Justice League Unlimited when it came out and came on uh, Cartoon Network because it it falls in the DCAU. So it's canon right along with Batman, the animated series, Superman, the animated series. And so it just follows right in line with it. And it was in season two. So it's episodes, um, I think it's episodes 43 and 44 of Justice League overall, but it's in the second season. And I really like it. I really like it because, um, I don't know. I feel, <laughs> I always love when Grodd is in an episode because it's, it's one of those things where I, I love the Flash Rose, ga- Rose Gallery because they basically said, okay, he can't just fight fast people. What else do we got? And I imagine that there was just a team. And I know it was probably just one person, but in my mind, there was a team of people (laughs) and somebody was just like, psychic gorilla. (laughs) And everybody was like, snapping their fingers like, yes, that's exactly what we need. We need a psychic gorilla. Make it happen. This is going to be big. And... I, and so anytime Grodd shows up, he's so sophisticated and and snobby. And I, it's always just <laughs> it's always so much fun. Yeah. So what I what I like about these these episodes of so Secret Society is that we're still talking about heroes in training, but we're talking about it from a totally different angle. And so that's one of the things I'm most excited about talking about today is the fact that we have all of these solidified heroes who are all like expert here, superheroes, right? You know, you got your big names all coming together and they're essentially, um, I forget, I, I think it was Jean and uh, Green Lantern maybe, but there mm-hmm. were, there were. Jean and Jean. Them. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. The Jeans, yeah. Um, they, they essentially were like, hey, we're not working as a team very well here. Like two plus two is supposed to equal five or six and it's kind of equaling three right now. So um, so it's essentially like, hey, how do we train to work together instead of as as individuals? And I, I just love that concept in, in these episodes. Yeah, it's it's really good because I um you it gives you a dynamic of the justice league that you don't normally see. And that's mm. realizing that yes, everything isn't all sunshine and ra- rainbows between justice league. Cause 
they they kick ass and take names all the time and they deal with very real issues but a lot of the times it's not with each other mm, yeah it's not with each other and it's it's just funny because i love seeing superman literally have a <laughs> his complex like yep. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. so it's so good seeing it like just him taking the lead like no I'm going to do it because I'm the one that's invulnerable. You all can get hurt. And everyone's like, what? We're, we're part of the team too. And Michael Rosenbaum flash is always just hysterical and fun. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah. It is really great. I mean, Batman is his usual <laughs> self. He's never going to be a super big team player. He's always <laughs> like, Hey, when, do, when do we need our hard hitter to come in and, and help? kind of kind of guy but but people actually you you get to see the frustration with that in a way that i don't think really gets shown in other kind of episodes and stuff um and then yeah i love how they show kind of the superman super complex that he's got they kind of show little inklings of that and you also get to see i I think too the the other superheroes responding to him and and yeah. you know how that must feel when you got Superman as part of your team, but yeah, it's so interesting because you you have all these different characters who they go off, they do their own thing, they do it very capably, but they have to come together. Yes, and they have to figure out a way to do it, um, particularly because all the bad guys are coming together, and ironically, they're all getting along super well in these episodes uh, for the yes. most part, anyway. <laughs> Yes, they are. And it's because their motive isn't money. That was yeah. one thing that I really liked. Like, Giganta was there because she loved Grodd. Uh, Parasite, he hates Superman. Um, Clayface wants to be, uh, he just wants to be normal and Grodd says he can fix him. Sinestro can't stand Green Lantern. Uh, and Killer Frost, she's just there because she loves, she loves killing people. I know it was like she just was like, "Hey, wherever we go, I can just kill people while while we do this." Yeah, and that, then that shade. Intense. Yeah, and then they bring in uh, the shade. He's just kind of there, just kind of doing his um, doing his doing his own thing. And Gride basically has to convince him to join him. Like, hey, um, you should help us defeat the Justice League. And basically, he talks him into it because he's like. When you're older, you're going to want Social Security, not Superman running after you. <laughs> Which is fair. Right. It's very it's, fair. It's, well, yeah. And, it, yeah, it, it's it's definitely so interesting. Um, I love how they kind of, I, I love how they turn on its head this idea that if you don't really like the laws of the land, then there's this assumption that, oh, you just don't play well with others. And I I love you being able to see that actually they're able to come together as a team much more cleanly um, because, okay, yeah, they break the law all the time, but they have these other things in common that tie them together. And that stuff still having that common value system and, and be, they essentially fill each other's gaps a lot better. And they kind of, Actually, I think one of the things from the get-go that you see is is Grodd is a, a much more easier leader for them. They don't mind him mm-hmm. 
pulling everybody together and doing the the larger mastermindy stuff. They they like doing their smaller parts versus yeah. the Justice League. Uh, seems like there's a little bit more tension about hey, who gets to step out in front here? Yeah, and it's and a lot of it is because of their motive. And unfortunately, you know, we see it in the real world all the time. I mean, look at Congress. Some of the things that they're pat they're mm. pat they're passing these days because they're working as a team to do yeah. horrible things, right? And so I. I it is something I thought about while watching this. It's like, oh, there's some, like, look at all these supervillains coming together and working so well as a team. And then I just, I know. it I was know. one of those laughs that turned into a sad cry. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, this is what's happening in DC. I hate everything. <laughs> well, and, and so, okay. So one of, actually this might relate to one of, one of the interesting things. So I, I did a little bit of a, a dive cause it's been a long time since I've looked at like team related psychology stuff. And, and so there's an area of psychology called IO psychology, industrial and organization psychology. And it's okay. essentially the psychology of the workplace and kind of how I work to help a person be able to maneuver the world as best they can. They help companies and organizations be able and businesses be able to, to do kind of the same thing. And so I was reading up uh, about some stuff and, and one of the things that was coming up was um, what they were calling like authority differentiation and skill differentiation. And so do you, what's the leadership hierarchy look like or not look like? Is there a clear hierarchy where there's someone in charge versus is it more, uh, more everybody's about on equal level? And also, do you have a team where everybody does very different things? Or is it kind of like everybody is coming in with the same skill set? Uh, and, I, and I feel like the, and there's not like right or wrongs, but it's different things are going to be helpful based on what those look like. And so right. what was interesting is, so you've got these villains, and they had more of a clear authority. And they also seem to kind of have more of the skill differentiation. So they had more of the you do this and you do that and all this stuff combines together versus the Justice League. Uh, people were trying to be in charge, but then people weren't really loving it. And then it took a while for them to use their powers together. It was almost like we're all superheroes yes. doing the superhero thing versus, hey, use the speed guy for this. And the woman with the, not mallet, but the mace. Mace, thank yes, you. Yes, hot girl. Mallet. I, was, I was, yeah, I was thinking uh, Harley Quinn. Gavel. For a there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, where, where does the mace go? Where does the lasso of truth go, right? You know, I feel like they weren't appreciating their differences. They were just like, I'm a superhero and I'm a superhero and you're getting in my way because I'm doing the superhero thing. And they had to work on that a lot more. They were all such jerks to each other. Like yeah. it was, it was weird to see because I was like, oh. I don't like them very much right now. <laughs> like, yeah. Superman was a little bit of a jerk these episodes. He really was. And like it and it's one of those things you know he means well, but it's like, dude, chill. Like, you're just hurting feelings now. <laughs> it it was interesting. You usually don't see that side of him of, Yeah, you don't. Of I am very different from you all and therefore 
and so yeah that was very interesting when that came yeah. out i think the one that really did it was when i think they're they're fighting a bunch of cyborgs and he tells everybody to get down Mm. And he just uses his heat vision, and Hawk Girl doesn't get down fast enough, and he hits her with his heat vision, <laughs> and she's like, "Whoa!" And he goes, "I said get down." I'm like, "Whoa!" <laughs> okay. Getting a little bit of injustice, Superman, in there, aren't you? Hey. <laughs> Wrong universe, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, though. So, okay, so you do find out later because don't forget, Grodd. He wasn't creating these animosities, but he kind of was, he was catching on to things going on. Like little things. He was catching on to the little things and he used his, his mental powers to just uh, make, make some tweaks where those things irritated a little bit more and, and, and they weren't able to, to manage themselves as good. So, so that kind of helps make sense. But in general, it's, yeah, they have all these tensions and they don't deal with them as a team. So then everyone starts becoming essentially more and more childish. Uh, they're, they're not really managing themselves very well. And then you see kind of these extremes about themselves coming out because they're not dealing with their stuff. And it can be the smallest thing. It can be like mm -hmm. a tiny pet peeve. I remember there was one day I had a rock in my shoe and I was just super busy and I would not just stop to get this rock out of my shoe. And it gave me hell all day <laughs> because I was on the bus and I'm like, I'm not going to take my shoe off on the bus. Then I was at the mall and I'm like, I'm not going to take my shoe. And like, it was just bugging me yep. all day. I get mm -hmm. home, I take my shoe off and you can barely see this tiny, yeah. tiny rock that's in my shoe. And it had been, just driving me nuts all yep. day. The smallest thing in the world. Yep. The smallest thing. And so it's like one of the, and we see it all the time, pet peeves. Mm -hmm. Pet peeves that you see someone do and it's just like annoys you and you don't mention it to them. And then finally one day when you're having a bad day, yep. that pet peeve becomes the worst thing in the world. Yes. So essentially Grodd is creating this, you're not having a good day. Because he knows, yeah, he he just, he knows that rock is in everybody's shoe. Yeah. And he's, he's like, ooh, I see what's going on here, and you guys aren't dealing with it. So yeah. let's, let's turn the volume up to 11 here. And I, I think that's a really great example. And, and sometimes you can remove the rock. Other times you can't. Right. So there are certain things that, okay, you've got the team, right? And Okay, there are certain ways you can communicate. Hey. Superman, uh, if you end up hitting someone with your heat vision, I think the communication or the timing of something was off, probably, right? So let's right. work on that. Um, but there are also things to, you just kind of have to accept, like uh, Flash. He's always probably going to be super high energy and zipping around, you know? And, and you're not going to change that. It's, it's part of who he is. It's actually why he's a superhero right so there are certain things that can be adjusted and changed and hey get the rock out of the shoe um and then other times it's oh man uh okay the situation is what it is and i'm not loving it but how do we end up how do we figure out how to work together even though sometimes we're gonna clash right right and it's and it's funny because John Stewart comes in and he's very military about it. This is uh, what we're yeah. going to do. You're not working as a team. And, and 
mm-hmm. that does not play well off of everyone. And Hawk Girl even mentions it. She's like, when you're treating us like soldiers, that's not working for me. Because it seems yeah. like you just don't care. We're just pegs in a system that you just made. And it's funny because you think about like how uh, tough love doesn't work on everybody, mm. right? Like tough mm-hmm. love makes some people completely shut down and some yep. people are like, okay, that's exactly what I needed, this kick in the butt. And that's what it made me think about because, yeah, you have these seven, you have these seven members and all of them have very different backgrounds. One, True. they all protect their own separate cities mm-hmm. and now they're being forced to possibly have a side role whereas they're normally the one all seven of them kick down doors mm-hmm. and now it's like oh so he's kicking down the door and i'm back here and it just kind of rubs you the wrong way it's like mm-hmm. if someone put five managers into a room yeah and it's like okay they're all managers they all have that same skill set where they take charge and tell people Mm -hmm. what to do right and now all of a sudden all five of them have the same skill set and it's like well who's going to be the manager of managers and that's what happened in this episode yeah now and and this might be why superman is particularly mm, special this episode imagine your most of your life you have been the absolute fastest the absolute strongest the absolute everything you are always stronger faster you can fly you can shoot things out of your eyes you can breathe yeah. breathe yeah you know, all this stuff and then you're supposed to not always be the one acting all of a sudden he's always yes Yes. He's the extreme of this. Yes. He is the extreme of always being the one doing everything because he has the capabilities. And and then you put him on this team and it's got to be so confusing because to him it probably feels like, it probably seems to him like he's tying at least one hand behind his back. Yes. In order for there to be more success than he could do on his own. But that must be such a confusing mm-hmm. thing for your mind to take in when you work at such an extreme level like he does. And they definitely, I'm not going to lie, this ep- I watched these these episodes a few times because I kept digging and nitpicking it. <laughs> they definitely depowered Superman in this episode. He's so mm-hmm. much stronger. Like, Giganta could not have laid a finger I did notice that. on he Superman. To be- like taken down by a few of the villains where you're like mm. with no kryptonite there was no kryptonite in these episodes either and that's what's funny it's like yeah superman was definitely holding back which is something he's admitted to doing it's one of the yeah. uh one of the last episodes of justice league he's fighting dark side he gives this really cool speech about how he always feels like he's walking on eggshells on this mm-hmm. planet because he doesn't want to do too far and then he cracks his knuckles because he's like but you can handle it this is one of those rare times I actually get to cut loose, and he's so excited. Oh, I remember that episode. Uh, I got to rewatch that now. Yeah, oh, that's such a good scene. But yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. He he has to hold back. He even, I mean, he has to hold back in so many ways. And he's not the only superhero that I, I know. You've talked about other ones where that can be the case, but 
yeah, he has to hold back for in in so many ways, and still he's he's always on top. It, it's but it working with a team is very interesting, and and it takes a different set of skills. A lot of them aren't used to, and it makes sense that John says, "Let's go the military route," okay? Because hey, where else do you have this clear structure? You do this job, you do this job. Here's your hierarchy. Here's who tells you to do what. It makes sense that someone would try to implant that hierarchy onto this team, uh, but you don't have you don't have soldiers. I was completely bothered by it first off because you're Green Lantern. Like, okay, like I. <laughs> this but is the full the Justice Lan- League, and- but he's in the Green Lantern core. Yes. So it makes You're sense right. to me, though, because they are all about a team and you, you, yes, you're all kind of working. Yes, you're all working in these separate areas, but you, you come together, you're, you're a core, you're together, you have this driven purpose and everything. It makes sense that he would be someone that would pull for that. But this is not, people didn't sign up for right. the military or weren't drafted into it or whatever. It, this is very different. This is. This is this is a bunch of people with very independent ideas who many of them are very quick to say, I'm out of here. And I love, yeah, Batman immediately is just like, this is a waste of time. And honestly, <laughs> in my mind, for him, yeah, it might actually be. Because we know how much Batman thinks through everything he does. Yeah. He is not the person that runs in guns blazing. He looks. He he saw right through fake Clayface Flash. Like he's mm-hmm. he's a master tactician, and so yeah. it was really funny watching Green Lantern take the lead on this. And I'm like, I know Batman doesn't want to do it, but if we're being completely honest, well, so here's the thing too, though. So Batman <laughs> is the master tactician, and it and it makes sense in some ways. Also, we're biased toward him. <clears throat> But he's the it, best because he is so great. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so it makes sense that he doesn't need the tactical piece. He needs help um, with the interpersonal components. Definitely. Uh, and and the the thing with Batman is he keeps everybody on their toes and uncomfortable, <laughs> and that works really well for the other side. But for your side, it means people are going to question you. That's true. So he didn't need to be there to learn those things, but he needed to be there so other people could have solidarity with him. Yeah. And so that, which is also the reason he should never be in charge. It's so like a I team think, building exercise, like how they were, how the villains were doing trust falls. Yeah. Can you imagine trust falling <laughs> toward Batman? Oh no. <laughs> I, he He's might be the only one I trust. Need- one that disappears on you in a blink of an eye. Yep, yeah, in my down. in my mind, I'm excited because I'm like, what if he had to leave and I fall back on the Batmobile? That'd be so cool. Like, I, <laughs> like I, it would probably be painful, but at the same time, like, yeah, it's here's the thing: if you did a trust fall with Batman and you just fell all the way down, you'd think to yourself, "Yeah, there was a fifty fifty chance that that was gonna happen." <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, yes, we know Batman works well with. His family. 
he well, works yeah, well with the bat, with the Batman. Fa- that's true. That's true. And a lot of them are like, you know what? I'm going to go to a new city. Dick Grayson dip. He's like, I'm going to Bloodhaven, okay. the only city that might be worse than Gotham. <laughs> Bruce Wayne's rule is if you work with me, accept the fact that I'm in charge. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And if, and if he worked better as a team, imagine if he said, Hey, Superman, Will you come to Gotham and help me real quick? He could have Gotham clean in a couple hours. If that. <laughs> if that. Penguin would be at the table dealing cards, and then he would be in Arkham and not know how he even got there. Like, he, would, like, <laughs> he could do it in a couple of hours. And same thing, Superman, if he was just like, hey, Batman, would you work with me in, in Metropolis? And Batman would be like, yeah, because guess what? Kryptonite doesn't do jack squat to me. Like <laughs> also Lex Luthor, let's go brain to brain. Let's go brain let's to brain. Those. This is gonna yeah. be this is gonna be an excellent chess match to watch because you have all this kryptonite and nothing to do with it, do, don't you? That's actually something though. <laughs> what you're bringing up is something that really struck me in these episodes too. Is it was so funny to me how much it, 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 sometimes things got switched up, but how many times the pairing up happened where it was the normal villain with the normal hero oh gosh it happened so so many times you you're because that's what everybody's used to they Mm -hmm. go after the the one that that they always go after but this is where the team comes into play so what better thing to do than to say hey this isn't my villain and that's your your villain. this is not my hero your hero let's Let's change this up. Yeah. Like you were saying, let's switch it up. And that's, that's where you set people back and you're reworking the entire, you're you're reworking the entire superhero villain fight at that point. But yeah, they, they fell, they kept falling into their same patterns. And you know, I'm not going to lie at the end, I would have liked to see them like, plan and strategize a little bit more like that last battle like i was really thinking they were building towards like a chess match where it's like oh this is what we're gonna do but in the end it ended up just being like a brawl and it worked out in their favor this time and i would have really have liked to seen some uh a more tactile method but i was really i was laughing at what you said because so many times like green lantern ended up fighting sinestro yes and uh you know gride ended up fighting flash and it and everybody matched up with Mm -hmm. who they normally would and i'm like dude you've never played pokemon before you gotta you gotta fight a different (laughs) type against against this one like what are we doing (laughs) exactly yeah that that really bugged me and I don't know how much of that was a flaw in the writing versus perhaps maybe wanting to continue playing off of these ripples and these issues going on, because it's also probably not that realistic that you snap your fingers and it's all solved within an episode either. There's a lot of stuff underlying all of this uh, and they're just so used to working on their own. Most of them. Yes. This could I feel like this could have been a three-part episode. I really would yeah. have liked for them to have dug into the teamwork aspect uh a bit more. But another thing that I liked is right before the big showdown, 
they're all around and they're like, well, we have to work together and we'll deal with how we're feeling about each other after the fact. And there are times when that, uh, when that happens, when it's like, okay, yeah, this is bad. And our relationship is not the coolest right now, but we Mm -hmm. have something that we have to deal with that we have to table this and then get through it. And it was just funny because Flash is like the kid in the Justice League. He's really kiddish because he's like, all right, cool. So we're back together now, right? And everyone else is like... I know, poor Flash. So, and (laughs) and here's, here's, I think, where where it comes into play uh, to, to what you were referring to with Batman. So Batman's going in and he's going in alone seemingly and right. he's figuring out all the stuff for all the villains and then the villains think they have him but he's brought the team and and so that is something that and, and that's a theme with him so it, it it felt absolutely in place batman 2 is one of those characters that seems like he works on his own and he uses that as part of his tactical prowess of they are going to assume that mm-hmm. I would not bring in any support here. Loved and, it. And it was so such he, a good moment. So that's what he does. But for him, I, I think the irony, though, is Batman doesn't have to give up any pride because his yeah. pride is in his tactical prowess. And so yeah. if I bring people in, it's a tactical advantage. and Therefore, yes. I'm still the best. <laughs> yes. And I love, I also love that even though this secret, the secret society... They had the the Justice League dead to rights. They still had their flaws. Because in my mind, I'm like, if Gorilla Grodd, if if, if we looked at this secret society Mm. and we swapped out Gorilla Grodd for, like, Ozymandias from Watchmen, Justice Mm. League is dead. They're dead. (laughs) Because because they're like, sweet, let's finish the job. And he's like, not in a warehouse. It's like oh, what? Yeah, that was like, annoying. What? Like, yeah, he he was t- he, Grodd is so into himself, and it's funny because he's a psychic gorilla, and it's it's just <laughs> normally the person that's like that is like that villain that's just super good looking and just like I'm smarter and better than everyone. It's funny coming from a gorilla. It is. I mean, he might be a very attractive gorilla. I don't really know what to look for. In well, that they showed story. Giganta before, and I guess he changed Giganta from a gorilla into a oh, very I, large woman, which I, I don't feel was, like is the original origin for her. I assumed that was a lie he made up to convince Clayface that he could fix him. Oh, I didn't think about that. I just thought they went completely off script. I mean... Both, either one could be because Giganta's normally a Wonder Woman villain, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's a weird backstory or it's a weird lie. One, or the other. yeah. But yeah, I thought it was was to convince poor Clayface, who, by the way, was just trapped in multiple barrels on some like rich dude. Morgan island. Edge, Morgan Edge, a Superman, Morgan Edge, a Superman villain. He just. Oh, who that was wasn't it yeah he just yeah he and it's funny because i was looking at backstory for the episode and they said they did that because of how celebrities in real life will just collect weird things because they have the money to and so dark with it yeah and so yeah i 
I remember the first time I watched that episode, I was my mind was blown when they opened those containers and it was Clayface. Because I'm like, oh, okay. It's some kind of poison and they're going to ransom Gotham or whatever. I thought it was kryptonite. And then they opened. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> I was really I excited. It's like, I feel bad for Clayface. I know. It's so sad. I feel bad because even Batman says, like, you're so predictable because you want to fix yourself. <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs> like, Batman. Help him. <laughs> okay, you know how can we you said please Tim, help him? <laughs> so you know how how in our Tim Drake episode we said that he would be the Robin most likely to become a therapist when he retired. Yeah, Bruce Wayne does not have it in him. No. <laughs> I think no, that we're close. It. No, we're close. He's <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, yeah. You want to fix yourself, don't you? Makes you predictable. Batarang to the face, like. <laughs> it's like Oh, like Clayface. yeah, I'm like, can we please just help Clayface? Like we clearly Aww. see he just wants to be an actor again. <laughs> yeah, like, can, can you help him? <laughs> and also, why wouldn't people want him to be an actor? I feel like he could do a lot of really cool things. He yeah, could. let's get on this. I think I think rehab the... for Clayface. I'm on board. And they do it in the comics. In the comics, that's true. That it's is true. Great because his run in. DC Rebirth in Detective yeah. Comics. We could do a Heroes in Training episode about him. Because yeah. he, I love what they did with Clayface in uh, in DC Rebirth. It was so good seeing him come around and Batman mm-hmm. giving him a chance. But more on that, more on that later. In this <laughs> show, in the show, they Batman wrap him does... up in fireworks and shoot him into the sky. And what's weird is that is his last, that's the last time we ever see him in the DC animated universe. So. Wait, really? Yes. That's his last appearance in that particular DC, in the DC animated universe. And so, not a committed Whoops. murder, but whatever. I was actually just reading, Um, this is a little, this is off, off the subject, but the, what is it called? The, the other other history of the dc universe or something it's Mm -hmm. got like it's got like storylines for side characters yes and one of them essentially i think it's katana and she just she just riffs on batman and oh yeah this guy doesn't murder i bet there are bodies buried all over gotham we just don't talk about it so he can be a hero (laughs) and i was like oh that's probably really true (laughs) i just when you said katana immediately her introduction in the first Suicide Squad movie just popped into my head. It was... So, I that, don't remember it. That movie was so bad, but Rick Flagg basically is on... He's on the helicopter, and then out of nowhere, Katana gets on the helicopter, and he just goes, this is Katana. Her sword traps its souls in, uh, the souls of its victims. She's got my back. We don't hear anything else about her. <laughs> That was it. That was it. But yeah, oh my gosh, so much, so much to talk about. (laughs) But yeah, I really love the uh, Secret Society episodes because Grodd is always just trying to manipulate. Because even when at the end, when he's running away, he's like, Superman, me and you, we could run the world, man. Mm. And Superman's like, dude, this this isn't, that's not my thing. It's not going to work. But he was like, I had to try. 
<laughs> Psychic gorilla had to try. <laughs> now, now, if Grodd, if Grodd and turned superhero, him, him and Batman teaming up would be really interesting. I think if they could end up on the same side for something, that would be an interesting pairing. Yes, yes, it's um, it, it's because he's normally yeah he's normally in Central City. He's normally right. a Flash yep. villain. And so, yeah, I think that would be an interesting pairing um, because there, there's a lot of different Grodd storylines out there. But, I mean, it, it's funny because you would think he is with his backstory. He would just want to be free. Mm. He's like, no, nah, I'm got, I got I'm scheming. I'm scheming. Yeah. Uh, and then later on. I think in the next incarnation of the Injustice League in the show, Lex Luthor comes back and retakes mm-hmm. retakes yep. everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I really liked this episode, or episodes, I should say. Um, I I think it did a really great job of also showing you snippets of the different characters' personalities, both on the superhero side and the villain side. I thought it did a really cool job with that. And yeah, the little rock in the shoe. The little rock in the sh- is in the shoe for all of the superheroes that whole time. And I agree with you that it, it shows a different side. It shows kind of the underbelly of things they're not dealing with. And I lo- actually, I love those episodes the most. The ones uh, like this one or... Uh, later on when there's more superheroes involved with the Justice League and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, Batman and some others start kind of questioning this, hey, how much can we make these decisions on our own? Yeah. So in the beginning, there's this, how do we make this work together? Is this even worth our time? Right. Should we come together? We're so powerful separately. Uh, also, how how much is how much time can they really commit to it? You almost, you almost want your second tier superheroes in, in some veins because they might have more time and attention they can put into it. Yeah. They're going to be more willing to work as a team Mm -hmm. because they're, they're more willing to, they're more aware of and used to working around weak points. And they're Um, not on that God level that they're not on the God level. The big seven are right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I like when they start bringing in those others, cause I feel like it, it makes it more of a, a league and a team, but then the, yeah, the ones on more of the God level, it really creates this kind of question of should, should we be doing this? Okay. We, we found a way to do it now. Is, is this like ethical for us? Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I love those episodes that really, really look at the underbelly. Yeah. Yeah. Those are definitely good. And I would, yeah, I think we will we have all the time in the world for this podcast. So I will definitely be re- revisiting the DC animated universe some more, I think. Absolutely. Thanks for nerding out with us. I'm clinical psychologist, Dr. Amelia Brown. And I'm educator and comic aficionado, Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at Team JVS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com our Bat Therapy YouTube channel and follow us on social media and don't forget our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bat therapy. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.